We need to be super supportive and celebrate everybody when they have their accomplishments. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and on Facebook, for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there. Super positive Thursday, that's what we're calling today. Oh my god, there's so many butthurt fucking people on social media today, I can't fucking stand it. Oh my god. Oh, got to celebrate everybody. We got to be super positive, everybody. We got to just cheer each other on. No, we fucking don't, for fuck's sakes. Oh, my God, fantasy sports community. You, God damn it. Not even, not the, God, this goes back to what I said the other fucking day. Okay. This isn't even really about the people who run their own fucking companies and stuff. You know, I met a lot of them. Um, Very cool people, very nice, uh, very supportive, um, which is fine. um, But it's like the lower level people, you know, trying to get into the fucking industry you know, I like I said, I understand the whole trying to like, oh, let's support each other, let's follow each other, even though like behind closed doors, you know, everybody's fucking sitting there going, um, eh, I don't really give a shit about your stuff, eh, whatever. You know, the whole virtual signal, uh, virtual signaling, uh, bullshit that goes on uh, nowadays. It's like it's so fucking gross, and it's just. we don't have to fucking sit there and support each other. Now, I would agree you don't have to uh, talk down to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if you don't like their work or whatever, you don't have to talk shit to them. But if something good happens to somebody, I mean... I'm sorry. When I'm on Facebook and something really good happens to somebody, right? Or not even anything magically, you know, special. And I see that somebody has like 150 likes. I'm kind of like, eh, I think you got enough fucking likes. <laughs> Why do I have to add on? Why do I have to be the positive influence in your fucking life? It's like, good God, you know. maybe i should just try something maybe i should just go on twitter and and say some of this same type of bullshit and see if my follower count goes up (laughs) maybe that's part of the problem you know outside of the fact that i don't have any you know 
Uh, never mind. <laughs> Get over your fucking selves. Oh my god. Yes, everybody. <laughs> I wish everybody nothing but the best. But in the end, me, myself, and I, and the folks that listen to this podcast, the folks that subscribe to the work that I do, right? The depth chart, you know, depth charts at the beginning of the season, through the off season, uh, the draft guide, all the DFS stuff, uh, you know, the weekly write-ups, you know, um, <clears throat> They don't subscribe to this. They don't listen to this podcast because we're buddy buddies with fucking everybody out there. They subscribe. They listen to the podcast because in the end, the whole goal is for me, myself, and I, who I've said, I do the podcast I do all the write-ups. I do all the work for myself, for my own play, right? Get myself better. Get myself ready to go for seasonal fantasy football, DFS fantasy football. And it gets outletted to the people who are interested in it so as for them to piggyback on my work for free and dominate their leagues, dominate DFS. We are not here to play fucking patty cake with people. We can be nice to everybody. That's perfectly fine. We can get along. We can be friends. But our goal is to dominate our competition. It is to go into the field of battle. God, it's so fucking cliche, but you know what I'm getting at. Go out there, dominate our leagues, dominate online through FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo. And take as much fucking money for ourselves as we possibly can. And that is dog eat dog. If these people want to sit and make fucking patty cake videos of just the dumbest bullshit that has nothing to do with what we're trying to do with fantasy football, go fucking do that. Because you are spending way too much time on all this other bullshit and it's taking away from your study time, which is now. And if these motherfuckers think they're going to be able to come in here in fucking July with the rest of the people who jump on to Sirius XM when they get bored with fantasy baseball or don't play fantasy baseball and just come back when most of the programming is fantasy football, guess what? They're going to fucking lose they're going to lose all their money because we fucking took it all. 
That's the harsh reality of this game. That's the harsh reality that they're going to have to figure out trying to bullshit their way into some kind of a fucking job that in an industry that is very watered down, there's way too many people trying to vie for these limited number of spots. Jobs. People that aren't willing to put in the work to fucking intern to try to make some kind of a product for themselves that stands out from others. They'll come in, make this vanilla bullshit write-up that looks no different than any other site that you can either subscribe to or maybe even for free. There's a lot of people that, you know, are trying to start their own sites. They're actually putting in the work. I fully support those people. Whether or not I follow them, it's kind of a different story. But if I see their stuff, I'll check it out. If I like it, I'll like it. But stop telling people that they need to be fucking friendly. They need to be friends with everybody. We need to all hang out. We all need to drink the fucking Kool-Aid. We don't drink the fucking Kool-Aid here. We stand out because we don't stand in with everybody. And if this is the fucking game that this industry is going to go into, buckle up, motherfuckers. You're going to be broke before the end of the year. You're going to fucking give up your little dream of being a fantasy analyst within the fantasy football industry. I don't give a shit about anybody hiring me. We've went over this. There's too many good people that actually had legitimate work out there that currently do not have positions, that actually relied on the money that was coming in from their work within the fantasy sports industry. So you know what? I'd rather see them getting paid, rather see them being able to take care of their families if they're going to continue to do it and have let them have the opportunities with it. Here, this podcast, the Doghouse Fantasy Football, I'll let my play do the talking, and I'll let my play pay for itself. We will build our bankrolls this year. (laughs) It's improving year after year. You can see it if you've been here since year one. When the write-ups were in within just a subscriber forum, the work is a lot better now. It improves every year. Spreadsheet improves every year. Try to make it easier for everybody to read. Get on the same page. Write up. Identifying players. Trying to pinpoint. Trying to be more concise with the player picks. 
I'm telling you. It's okay to be nice. But there is an old saying. That nice guys finish last. AFC East. We are going through today. Or the AFC Least. Is it still the AFC Least? I don't think so. I don't think so. We got two teams. One uh, that made the playoffs. And one that just missed the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, a couple of shit shows. But one with a lot of salary cap space. You know how we do this. We do this in alphabetical order. We are starting with the Buffalo Bills. We will be starting with the offense, going through the depth charts. Again, if you do not have these depth charts that we are doing right now, you can DM me on Twitter, on Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13, or hit me up on Messenger through you know Facebook Messenger, uh, Dennis M. Roy over there. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to see my face with the big old drinking mug that I changed my profile picture to. Uh, let me know. Just DM me. What I need is your email, and I will add you to the list. And like I said, it's subscribe. It's, I call it a subscriber list, but you're not paying for anything. Everything is free. And I got a cat wigging out right now. Who gave you catnip? Sit the fuck down. Jesus. All right. Buffalo Bills offense. We st- uh, nothing changing here. Sean McDermott, still the head coach. Brian Dabble, uh, still the offensive coordinator, which was huge because Dabble was up for uh, head coaching spots here. Uh, quarterback is Josh Allen, listed at elite for this last season and uh, just missed out on MVP. Uh, Matt Barkley, his backup, is a free agent. Jake Fromm. The rookie from uh, Georgia, who is absolutely terrible. Um, no no color coding for him. He did not see the field, which is great. Hopefully he doesn't see the field again this year. You'll see how bad he is. Uh, Davis Webb, future reserve quarterback there. Uh, fullback Reggie Gilliam, who is actually a tight end. But, you know, the current trend, you move your tight end over to, you move a tight end over to uh, fullback spot. <clears throat> Didn't use him way too often, but uh, uh, he came in as average. It's a fullback. Running backs. You got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Zach Moss rated just above uh, Devin Singletary for the year. Uh, Devin's hmm, jury's still out on Zach Moss. Uh, Devin Singletary definitely taking a back seat, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Zach Moss did show that he is actually capable of uh, catching the ball. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo might take a shot on a, another running back here, either through free agency or through the draft. Uh, they have TJ Yeldon hitting free agency, Taiwan Jones as well, hitting free agency there. Now they, it is, <laughs> they still got Antonio Williams as a future reserve. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they are able to elevate him. If he takes a step forward, uh, would not get a, Full-time, you know, starting-type job, uh, but definitely could be in the mix uh, for third-down work. Uh, Christian Wade, also future reserve at the running back position. Tight end, you have Dawson Knox. uh, Look good towards the end of the season. Josh Allen getting a little bit more trust in him. 
uh, which is very, very good. He rated just above average. Tyler Croft is finally hitting free agency. Hopefully he is out, then they don't re-sign him. Uh, Lee Smith uh, is fully capable of being the backup to Dawson Knox and working in the two tight end set. Uh, Tommy Sweeney never saw any active uh, action uh, outside of the COVID list. And then you have Nate Becker, who is future reserve at tight end. He's gross. Plain and simple. Let's look at our wide receivers here. Stephon Diggs also came in at uh, elite status. Really good year. Really good year. Um, Dabo switched the offense up uh, based on the fact that I guess they really just did not like their running backs whatsoever, did not want to keep them fully involved. Uh, so they went to a more of a passing attack. Didn't see it. It was really a surprise. So if you had Stephon Diggs late, um, uh, good on you. Really good on you. He is going to go uh, in the, at least the second round right now, um, mid to early uh, second round. He's going to come in be- definitely behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I've seen him go before and after Michael Thomas. Andre Roberts, uh, his primary backup is hitting free agency. He was nothing really more, though, than a uh, uh, return man. Uh, Duke Williams is still signed as a future reserve. Uh, He was the guy that everybody was hyped about in 2019. Didn't do anything really in 2020. Uh, John Brown on the other side. We're waiting to see if uh, Buffalo does indeed cut John Brown. Uh, Gabriel Davis is back up, the rookie from last year. Uh, really showed well uh, when he wasn't injured, of course. Uh, and the thought process is that they're going to cut John Brown and, and elevate Gabriel Thomas uh, to that other starting spot outside. Isaiah Hodgins, the other rookie, didn't see any action this year. And then Taylor Gentry, future reserve. In the slot, you will still see Cole Beasley. Hey, I can't say any. I can't say anything bad about Cole Beasley, man. He was playing on that on that broken leg. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, his backup, Isaiah McKenzie, the guy with the surprise three touchdowns in week 17, uh, is hitting free agency. I would actually expect them to kind of resign them. They like McKenzie a lot. Uh, Jake, is Jake Kumaro still on Buffalo? I thought I had Jake Kumaro somewhere else. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's still on the Bills. God, I thought for a second I fucked that one up. But, yeah, he's on the Bills. He's on a, he signed a future reserve contract there. Uh, so, I mean, they could let McKenzie go, but I doubt they're going to do it and elevate Jake Kumaro. Uh Place kicker, Tyler Bass, the rookie from this last season. Very good kicker. Uh, rated slightly above, a, uh, above average, I should say. Uh, very good rookie year. Very good rookie year. Had a real strong leg. We lo- I liked him. <sighs> I liked him during draft season, but you really don't project a kicker getting drafted as early as, like, say, a guy like Tyler Bass did. Um, so it's a really good thing that Buffalo for Buffalo that it's worked out because we've seen in the past when teams draft that kicker early, they get fucking hosed for whatever reason. Offensive line. Left tackle Deion Dawkins rated in the blue. Uh, which is the low end under elite. Uh, Ty Nishke 
Uh, his backup is actually a free agent. Uh, John Feliciano at right guard is a fr- or left guard. My bad is a free agent. I expect him to get re-signed. I expect most of these guys to get re-signed along the offensive line. It's just where's the money coming from. Uh, his backup, Ike Bottiger, uh, I don't know if he can really fill in at left guard. You really wouldn't want him to fill in, to be honest with you. Uh, Mitch Morris is starting center. Ryan Bates, Jordan Devy, uh, the backups all rated above average. Uh, Cody Ford at right guard uh, rated just below average. Uh, as his backup in Brian Winters, who's a free agent. Uh, right tackle Daryl Williams, uh, rated very well. Uh, he's a free agent. They need to get him re-signed. Uh, the only other tackle on the team is one Trey Adams as a future reserve player. So they do have to address that offensive line. Uh, we'll get to the payroll after we get through the defense, but uh, they're going to need to get money somewhere. Uh, they need to figure that one out. All right, defense. Start along the defensive line. Uh, uh, if you're looking at the <clears throat> depth chart itself, we'll start on the left-hand side. We at DN uh, Mario Addison rated uh, average. Backup AJ Espinenza uh, was rated just above average, as was Mike Love, future reserve guy. Uh, D-tackle, Ed Oliver, rated below average. That's probably where they could save some money and get rid of Ed Oliver, to be honest with you. Uh, Getting a little long in the tooth. Harrison Phillips, I believe, can actually fill in for him. Uh, Justin Zimmer, the other backup D-tackle, maybe not so much, but he did do well uh, in his backup role. The team will have Star Latule, uh, who is a COVID opt-out. They will have him back at D-tackle. Uh, whether or not they actually keep them, you know, they can cut them too to save some uh, salary there. Uh, otherwise, they could actually move Vernon Butler, who actually started in that spot. They could move him to the other D tackle spot and get rid of Ed Oliver that way. Uh, backup Quentin Jefferson, uh, as well as Vernon Butler, both rated average. Um, and then you have Brandon Bryant as a future reserve D tackle. Uh, on the right end, of the line at DN, Jerry Hughes had a good year. Uh, Trent Murphy, uh, Trent Murphy, if I remember correctly, was a guy out of Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's hitting free agency. He was rated slightly above average. Uh, Daryl Johnson, another backup, rated average. And then Brian Cox Jr., a future reserve guy. Um, kind of interesting if they how many of these future reserve guys teams actually keep. Uh, if we look at the linebacker spot, uh, weak side linebacker Matt Milano is a free agent. He rated slightly below average, as did his backup in Tyrell Dodson. Uh, when Milano played uh, towards the end of the year and into the playoffs, that defense actually played a lot better. Um, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt that they'll probably try and keep Milano. Um, just hope that he doesn't get injured again. They're really thin at linebacker, um, especially. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the primary uh, middle linebacker, had a real down year. He was really below average this year. Uh, his backup actually played better in Tyler uh, Matekovic um, and Andre Smith as the third guy in that depth chart. Um it's going to be interesting. If they don't keep Milano, you're going to want to probably get Matekovic up. Uh, 
uh, in that spot. Although, well, Tremaine Edmonds is actually faster than, than Matekovic is, so uh, you want to keep Edmonds in the middle and probably move Matekovic to the outside. But they do do a hybrid. They'll switch to a 3-4 every once in a while. Every team does, so just always keep that in mind. Uh, strong side linebacker, A.J. Klein, slightly below, or not even slightly below average, below average uh, in that spot there. We'll have to see what they do in the draft. That's really where they need to keep the focus is right there in the middle. Uh, Buffalo has always been a team that we can generally run on. Um, so they're really going to need to improve that middle of the field. This is all going to make a little bit more sense once I get those draft selection uh, numbers in there. We'll be able to see how many uh, draft picks these teams are going to have. Uh, free safety, Micah Hyde. Stellar as usual. Uh, love Micah Hyde, former Green Bay Packer. His backup, Jaquan Johnson, uh, rated slightly below average. That's fine. Uh, Jordan Poyer was the starting uh, strong safety, rated just as well as Michael Hyde. Uh, his backup in Dean Marlowe, uh, he's going to be a free agent. He rated slightly below average. And then Josh Thomas, uh, future reserve safety. Uh, Hyde and Poyer were really kind of saving the linebackers' ass this year. Um, in the running game, very good work by those two. But uh, yeah, again, got to fix that middle. Got to fix it. Come on. All right, let's look at the cornerbacks. You got Levi Wallace. If you're looking on the left side, you got Levi Wallace, uh, backed up by Josh Norman, who was hurt most of the year. Josh Norman might be a cap casualty too. Uh, and then Dane Jackson, future reserve, all rated uh, above average. Tredavious White on the other side had kind of a down year. He was actually rated really, really well last year. Uh, he's, his play slipped this year, uh, but he was still above average. EJ Gaines is back up, uh, and he could actually fight for a starting spot or that uh, slot corner spot. He's uh, COVID opt-out coming back. And then Cameron Lewis slightly below average. Uh, in the slot, you do have Teron Johnson for now. Uh, slightly above average as his backup in Siron Neal. Uh, so that leaves 10 offensive free agents, four defensive free agents uh, for a total of 14 on the season. They are currently $4.5 million below the cap. Uh, that's why they definitely, definitely need to figure out where that money's coming from because, like I said, I, I probably see Matt Milano coming back. I don't know about... Uh, you know, anybody else, really. So, oh, and then you got uh, Corey Bajorquez. Oh, Bajorquez? Bajorquez. I could call him Bajorquez. Corey Bajorquez. Oh, fuck that. He's a punter. At least they're set at punter. At least they're set at punter. All right, Miami Dolphins. Here we go. Here, head coach Brian Flores. Uh, uh, Chan Gale, offensive coordinator Chan Gailey is going to be gone. They actually have two guys that are going to uh, tag team up as the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. That's Eric Studesville and George Godsey. Studesville, I believe, was a running backs coach or wide receivers coach. I'd have to double check that. I haven't gotten to the coaching breakdowns yet. Okay, I was right about Studesville. He is the running backs coach. Uh, George Gotzi is actually the tight end coach, so they're going to tag team up. 
like I said, as offensive coordinator. Uh, we're going to see what's going on. We've had you know plenty of rumors of possibly uh, Tua Tagovailoa getting traded, um, but that's kind of that's kind of you know really cooled off on the whole Deshaun Watson uh, possibility for a trade. Um, so it's looking right now that two is going to be that starting quarterback for them again, which I mean, it, in general, it makes sense. You know, he's your first round pick from last year. Uh, it was kind of an odd duck, uh, uh, trade idea that was coming out about Tega Viola for Watson. Although I'd like to see Watson in Miami to be completely honest with you. But Tua actually did rate out slightly above average, uh, as did uh, well, actually, Ryan Fitzpatrick created uh, way better, uh, but he's going to be a free agent. He's not expected to resign. Uh, you know how Ryan Fitzpatrick is, man. He's just like a gypsy. He just kind of travels around the league. Uh, Jack Ru- uh, Jake Rudock is the third-string quarter quarterback there, and then Reed Sinette is the future reserve quarterback. Uh, running backs, uh, Miles Gaskin, who I told you about two years ago. And I believe the Miami guy in the chat was just like, fuck Miles Gaskin. We don't like Miles Gaskin. I told you Miles Gaskin was fucking good. Matt Breida is back up as uh, hitting free agency. He won't be back. Uh, looks more likely that they're going to go with Miles Gaskin and Selvin Ahmed, uh, who both rated out uh, well above average. Uh, DeAndre Washington is also hitting free agency. He should be gone. Patrick Laird, who they just need to fucking cut and get rid of, because, I mean, he's not the great white hype, folks. He's not. Uh, Jordan Scarlett is a guy to keep an eye on, uh, another future reserve guy at running back. Um, Scarlett actually could be a third down back. He's not too shabby. But uh, there's also talk that they uh, could go. We talked about this, I think, yesterday, wasn't it? Or was it Monday? Talked about them possibly going after Aaron Jones, so. Um, I'm going to have to play this one by ear. Um, Miles Gaskin, best ball draft. I wouldn't take him anywhere, to be honest with you. If he can get him in the 10th, fine. I probably wouldn't take him in any of the single-digit rounds, uh, just for the plain simple fact that if they get a guy in there, whether it's through free agency or it's through the draft, that's going to be your main guy starting. And then you're just kind of a hope, hope and a dream that uh, that guy's going to get hurt and that you're going to be able to actually use Miles Gaskin. So be careful with it if you're doing best ball drafts now. Uh, definitely after free agency. At free agency, if they don't sign somebody, expect it in the draft. But if they sign somebody, then you know, you know you're good to go with that guy. Um so, uh, probably another, what, two months, uh, what is this? End of February. So about month, month and a half, you'll probably know the route that they're going. Tight ends. Mike Kaziki actually rated out very well. Uh, very uneven season though. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it should have been a really good season, but the problem is that they wanted to get Durham Smythe and Adam Shaheen involved. And those two rated slightly above average, even though they are average to shitty players. Um, but expect more of the same. I mean, 
really, I mean, if you're getting, if you have your tight end coach involved, tight end coach involved with the offense, um, the actual offensive coordinator position, you would expect that they would kind of get the tight end more involved. They need to get Gazicki more involved. It's just whether or not they're actually going to do it. I have to pay attention. Uh, Chris Myrick is a future reserve guy. When he got on the field, he sucked. So I am not going to worry about him whatsoever. Uh, wide receivers. Let's just start on the right side and look at Devontae Parker, who rated very well. Uh, played pretty decent, although when Tua uh, took over as a starter, it really kind of hurt his value uh, for a while. Now, he did find him a, a couple of times, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was really helping to make Devontae Parker go. That's why I'm kind of a little hesitant to draft Devontae Parker um, right now in best balls. If you if you gave him to me like where we were getting him a couple of years ago, where you're getting him in the eighth round, absolutely I'll take a shot on him just because of his pure talent. Uh, backup Matt Collins, you know, average Matt Collins. He's hitting free agency. Lynn Bowden Jr., who came over from Las Vegas, uh, there, he's slightly above average. Alan Hearns, who is a COVID opt-out, so he got free money to sit out for a year. Uh, I would expect them to actually cut him. Uh, he's getting old. Old. Uh, Kirk Merritt is going to be the future reserve guy at wide receiver. Uh Actually, we'll handle slot first. You'll actually have El we should see Albert Wil Wilson back. He was a COVID opt out. He'll be back. Uh, he would be the main guy to lead that slot position. Uh, on the outside, opposite of Devontae Parker, you're looking at Preston Williams again, slightly above average. Not bad for coming back from that ACL tear. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. Give him a full year after that. Fuck Preston Williams, man. Be a value guy. Uh, Isaiah Ford backing up there. Jakeem Grant, even better. Uh, and then Malcolm Perry bringing up the rear. Malcolm Perry uh, listed as kind of a wide receiver slash running back. Uh, rated uh, right at average. Defense. Oh, you also... How can I miss him? You have elite place kicker, Jason Sanders. They are set. They are set on special teams. I'm telling you that. Except at punter, because Matt Hack is a free agent. If they don't re-sign Matt Hack, this season's fucked. They need to re-sign Matt Hack. It's a hell of a punter. Hell of a punter. Uh, defense does have a new uh, coordinator in Josh Boyer there. So we'll see what happens there. Currently, I have him listed as a 3-4 defense. Uh, we will start on the left-hand side with Raquan Davis, uh, backed up by Emmanuel Ogba, uh, Zach Seiler, John, good Lord, can I talk today? Jonathan Ledbetter and future reserve guy Nick Coe. Nick Coe was, I believe, Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he needs to get a shot. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look that up right now. You know why? Because that's who I am. And that's who I care about. Nick Coe. Nick Coe. Nick Coe. Uh, I am right. He played college football for the Auburn Tigers. I knew it. I knew it. Give that kid a shot. Uh, at nose tackle, you got Davin Gotchek. 
but he is a free agent. His backup would be Benito Jones, who's slightly below average. Godchuck, for whatever reason, didn't have the greatest year, but he's still a really good player. Uh, a little bit long in the tooth, but I don't know if you're going to actually move Jones up, move Ogba over. I don't even think like Siler or Jason to- uh, Strobridge could move over to that spot. Maybe you could put Christian Wilkinson. No, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. He's too small. So I think they could actually re-sign Gotchuk and be fine. would probably save a lot of money. All righty then at the other outside defensive tackle slash DN spot. Uh, Christian Wilkins there, slightly above average. Jason Strobridge is primary backup there. And Derval Querez Nito. Oh, man, I can't remember where the hell he's from. But I think I like that kid. Uh, I want to look this guy up, too. Oh, look at that. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, oh, that's right. He was at international, um, at Brazilian defensive tackle. He's a Brazilian judo champ. <laughs> so he is talented. He's 26 years old. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder how big is he? Let's see how big he is. He's 330. Six four, three hundred thirty pounds. Huh. Oh shit, he's twenty eight now. The hell is that? How'd he go up two years? Bullshit. Huh. You're gonna have to pay attention to that. Maybe they can swat him over to uh, nose tackle. Because I know you can't do it with. Uh, You can't do it with Wilkins. He's a true... Yeah, he's more of a defensive end. He should be slightly smaller than uh, Nunez. Yeah, 315. So he's not that much smaller. Hmm. What... What is going on? Can you not... Play a fucking video when I'm on here. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Primary thing would be to re-sign Gotchuk. Um, but they have a couple of little options in there. They could also dra- just draft a nose tackle as well. But we'll see. Uh, weak side, outside linebacker. Shaq Lawson, backed up by Andrew Van Ginkle, both very good uh, players. Uh, Inside linebacker Jerome Baker, uh, rated at average. His backup in Camus, Grogier Hall, he is a free agent. So is Vince Beagle, who, again, for the life of me, can you not get hurt before the fucking season starts? Seriously. Had so much hope for that kid. Uh, It's just probably not going to happen. Sucks. Uh, at the other inside linebacker position, you have Landon Roberts, who's hitting free agency. He was rated at the lowest rating that you could possibly fucking get. Uh, his backup in Calvin Munson is not much better. But at the other outside linebacker, the strong side, you do have 
former uh, New England Patriot Kyle Van Noy, who played very well when he was in there. Sam <laughs> Egwavoen. Egwavoen is back up, rated uh, slightly above average as well. And then uh, Tyshawn Render, uh, future reserve outside linebacker. I believe he was actually a defensive end. Uh, they're converting him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, free safety, you're going to have Bobby McCain back. You should have Bobby McCain back, rated slightly above average. He actually played pretty well. Uh, his backup in Kevon Frazier is hitting free agency. Brandon Jones, though, can back him up if Frazier is indeed gone. Uh, strong safety, Eric Rowe played a little bit better than his average tag. Uh, his backup in Clayton. <laughs> Come on. Fejadellum. Fejadellum. Clayton Fejadellum. I don't know. I don't know. Fejadellum. Fejadellum. Sounds like I've got something caught in my throat. Don't even say it. Uh, backup Nate Holly did not get on the field. And then you have future reserve guy Brian Cole. Uh, I know they are talking to Byron Jones about taking a pay cut. Uh, he rated slightly above average. His backup and Jamal Perry was average. And then you got Javaris Davis. Uh, future reserve contract. Javaris Davis actually could get on the field this year. Uh, other side, you have Xavier Howard, who played just below uh, elite status, although, you know, you had, what, 10 interceptions this year? So it's pretty fucking elite to me. Took plays off from time to time, just didn't get caught nearly enough. Uh, so keep an eye on him. Uh other backups for the outside spots, you have Tino Ellis and Terrell Bonds as future reserve corners. Uh, in the slot right now, uh, I think they're going to really want to improve here. Uh, Nick Needham did a below-average job, as did Noah Igb... <laughs> I, I used to be able to say this guy's name. Igbinogain. 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 That's their, that's their rookie from this last year. Did not do very well at all. Oh, it's going to bother me if I don't fucking look it up. Because I knew how to say it before, and I did not say it correctly either. This This is the life. Can you give me the enunciation? Igby... Igby, God, I'm gonna blow it up. Igby Nagini, Igby Nagini, Igby, it's Igby Nagini, man. <laughs> All right, Igby Nagini, Noah Igby Nagini. I was never saying it correctly. That's fucking terrific. All right, so uh, they do need to make some improvements on the defense, mostly at inside linebacker, uh, slot corner, and then we talked about the nose tackle spot. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, They come in with seven offensive free agents, six on the defensive side for a total of 13. Right now their salary cap that is available is $35.6 million. So they're a lot better than most teams. So they could, they could, um, 
if you think about it, a lot of a lot of teams struggling with the cap this year. If you have a lot of money uh, this season with the cap expected to you know drop kind of drop down below uh, or drop a little bit lower this year, if you have a shit ton of money, those teams are actually really in the driver's seat if you think about it, because a lot of these teams are probably not going to want to pay the fucking contracts for this upcoming season. So they're just going to let guys go, uh, try to skate under that contract, you know, that under that salary cap as much as humanly possible, uh, unless they, you know, get a guy to severely backload a contract. But we know how that works. Uh, nothing is really uh, guaranteed at all. I suppose they could do an assigning bonus for the next year, but a lot of these guys want this stuff now because, you know. You don't want to get screwed, uh, especially with the whole COVID bullshit and all that. So they're not going to want to get screwed. They'll use health as a reason. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on to the New England Patriots. Uh, Bill Palachuk still head coach. Josh McDaniel still the offensive coordinator. Uh, they're going to have... We're going to have to see what's going to happen here at quarterback because Cam Newton is hitting free agency, as is backup Brian Hoyer. Uh, I do not expect Cam Newton back. They could bring back Hoyer as a backup. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, also a backup, but, you know, we saw Stidham and Hoyer. Neither one did well at all. Now, they do have a future reserve guy in Jacob uh, Dogala, um, but he's nothing to really sneeze at nothing of interest so uh fullback should see jacob johnson there now you had danny vitelli uh opt out for covid so you could get jacob johnson to move back uh to a regular running back spot in there this will be kind of interesting um because i mean they signed vitelli to a free agent contract at the beginning of last year so um, they actually they had plans of having him at fullback. Now, wonder, I wonder if Jacob Johnson even makes the team. Um, but truly, New England likes to fuck around and just keep you know thirty running backs on the roster. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of running backs, Damian Harris actually rated out at elite. Um, he's a guy that I will still really take a look at uh, late in drafts. He went in the. Eighth round, I believe. Eighth round or late seventh of the uh, Sports Illustrated draft that uh, mock draft that we did. Um, but I would expect in, like, say your regular drafts, even best ball drafts. I bet you he doesn't go anywhere above the eighth round. So uh, I probably would take a shot on him, depending upon how you're drafting. If you're going a lot of running back or uh, wide receivers early. Uh, definitely keep an eye out on him. Uh, Sony Michelle rated out at the low end blue levels, um, which we know is right. You know, it's a good player. It's just not elite. Uh, James White is hitting free agency as is Rex Burkhead. Uh, Burkhead will not probably not be available uh, with that torn ACL. I would expect JJ Taylor to bump up, and then of course you have Brandon Bolden who opted out. Um, so Brandon Bolden will probably take one of the backup, probably back up right behind uh, uh, Sony Michelle at the age of fifty. So, because I mean that guy, dude, that guy's been playing since the fucking seventies. 
That dude is old as old as fucking dirt. Christ. All right, tight end. I have Ryan Izzo list, still listed as the starter in there, but Matt Lacoste, who opted out for COVID, is going to be back. That would put Lacoste actually as the starter, unless they like one of the two rookies and Devin uh, rookies from last year in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Uh, neither one really saw the field injuries. Basically took both of them out. Uh, and then you have backup Rashad Berry that actually <laughs> rated out better than everybody else. But I think that's only because he had a limited amount of plays. So uh, not too interested in that spot right now for fantasy. All right, wide receivers. You got Nikhil Harry on the one side, rated at average. Matthew Slater behind him, slightly above average. Uh, Quincy at a both. Oh. At a boy, at a boy, ho, backing them up, and then Devin Smith um, is a free agent. I can't remember where Devin Smith came over. I think New York Jets, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago. Uh, didn't see the field, got hurt, so he's going to be gone. Uh, Demir Bird on the other side is going to hit free agency. I'm pretty sure that he's gone. It's going to be interesting though because they did sign Marquise Lee from the Jacksonville Jaguars at the beginning of last year, um, but then he did the COVID opt-out. So he actually, it wouldn't surprise me to see him start, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they just said, well, eh, it's Marquise Lee, fuck it, let's just cut him. Um, Gunnar Olszewski, Dante Moncrief, uh, and then you got... Christian Wilkerson and Isaiah Zuber as the future reserve guys. Um, everybody, uh, Christian Wilkerson rated as uh, average. Everybody else was above average there. Um, and then in the slot, of course, you'd have uh, Julian Ed- Edelman, who would play on the outside when two wide receiver sets and his backup in Jacoby Myers. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they cut, like, say, Marcus Lee. Demir Bird doesn't resign, and then they kind of switch off and on between Edelman and Myers. Edelman's getting up there, man. He's in his mid 30s, so we'll see what happens. Pardon me. We'll see what happens this season or this off season. They can save a lot of money if they just cut Edelman straight out upright. So we'll see. Offensive line, uh, pretty sturdy as usual. Uh, Isaiah Wynn at left tackle. Uh, rated very highly, Yanni Kajuste. Uh, uh, actually, I believe he got hurt at the beginning of the year. No rating for him. Backup Justin Heron, uh, rated slightly above average. You got Joe Thune. They're, they actually do have some issues because they got free agents, but um, I would think that they would bring all these free agents back for the most part, uh, at least their starters. Joe Thune at left ha- or left guard is hitting free agency. He was rated uh, pretty well. Uh, Najee Torin, his backup, uh, was a COVID opt-out. He'll be back, uh, so they'll be good there. Center David Andrews, uh, rated slightly above average, hitting free agency, his backup as well. And James Ferentz, uh will be a free agent. Shaq Mason at right guard, he's fine, rated slightly below elite. Uh, the only other guard backup that they have on the roster is Ross Reynolds. Uh, future reserve guy. Marcus Cannon will be should be back at right tackle. Uh, he was COVID opt-out this last year. Uh, will be by, backed up by Michael Onweno. And let's see, Jermaine 
Ella Murner. <laughs> I can't say this fucking name. <laughs> Ellie Murner. Oh. Ellie Munuer. I'm going to call him Ellie Munuer. Is hitting free agency. And then Corey Cunningham. <laughs> Corey Cunningham will probably become one of the main backups uh, for the tackles and the guards. So um, even though he's rated slightly below average. Uh, Nick Folk. Uh, the place kicker is going to hit free agency. He was rated slightly above average, uh, but they do have two guys, uh, future reserve contracts, and Justin Rohrwasser, who was a, another rookie last year, and uh, Roberto Aguayo, who, when I was talking about Tyler Bass, you know, taking the chance and uh, drafting a kicker. Uh, I was thinking of Roberto Aguayo, and I knew it was coming up. Uh, he was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in like the third. Oh God, what it was the third round, I think. I don't think it was the second round. Uh, but he just completely boned his rookie year, just missing kicks fucking everywhere. As long as you weren't a Buccaneers fan, it was funny. But if you're a Buccaneers fan, I could just see throwing something right through my fucking television to be completely honest with you moving on to the defense uh you will see in the linebacking core that there is two main um linebacker spots right there in the middle and then two optional uh linebacker spots on the ends okay they run more of uh, a nickel dime type package uh, so they use less linebackers. I'm waiting to see if they're actually going to go back to um, kind of that three four four three hybrid because they were really hurting at linebacker coming into the year because you had the opt-outs, uh, injuries, and whatnots. So it's going to be interesting to see how they set this back up because I don't think they're going to sit in basic dime Nickel packages. They have to have a base defense this year. Um, I, I guess they don't have to, but it would be smart for them to get back to a regular style uh, base defense to handle the running game because they were getting fucking trounced. And we started picking up on that about a third of the way through the year. We, were, I remember us looking at it and being like, oh, my God, you can run on the fucking Patriots. And it made sense. We talked about it in the, in the offseason that, they were going to be hurting at linebacker, and was that going to be a crutch uh, to their guys who were decent along the defensive line? And it happened. But they had also changed to more of a, a strict pass defense versus anything with the run defense. So we'll see what happens here. Um, so I will just read it uh, from the left to right. Uh, left side DN and Chase uh, Vinovich. Uh, backup Adam Butler, rated slightly below average, hitting free agency. Tayshawn Bauer, um, who should get an opportunity to play a little bit more here uh, this upcoming season. Uh, D tackle Byron Cowart, rated slightly below average. Bo Allen, who got hurt, should be back actually. Uh, Bo Allen should take that starting spot. Um, future reserve guy Bill Murray, not the guy from Caddyshack. The guy's name is. Actually, Bill Murray, um, but he's not the movie actor. Uh, third in line there. Uh, Lawrence Guy, 
Uh, starting defensive tackle is hitting free agency, rated slightly above average. His backup in Akeem Spence, rated slightly below average. Quite possibly, we could see Spence actually be the starter there. Uh, also, backup Carl Davis is hitting free agency. Uh, Davis was actually the best-rated defensive uh, line player uh, for this season. And at the right defensive end spot, you have John Simon, who's hitting free agency. His backup in Deatric. Uh, oh, my God. I must be just tired of shit. Uh, <laughs> Dietrich Wise Jr. Uh, is actually also hitting free agency. And then you'll have future reserve defensive end Nick Thurman. Um, so they do have some work that they have to do with the defensive line, specifically on the right side. All right, so if we read it as you know a three-four defense with four linebackers, your weak side linebacker would probably be Shaliliqui, Shaliliqui Calhoun, uh, rated slightly below average, but is hitting free agency. We'll have Dante Hightower back uh, from the COVID opt-out at inside linebacker, backed up by Anthony Anthony Jennings, who's slightly below average. Josh Uchi. Uh, rated actually very well as a backup, and uh, Cass Malua. Jawan Bentley will man the other inside linebacker spot. His backup, Brandon Copeland, is going to hit free agency. Uh, he was rated slightly above average. Therese Hall uh, rated slightly below average along with the starter in Jawan Bentley. Uh, Brandon King would man a strong side linebacker spot. Uh, backed up by Michael Pinckney, who's a future reserve. Pinckney actually could um, he could make an impact if they actually have a full offseason. Off um, he's not too bad. Free safety. You got Devin McCourty, tried and true, uh, rated slightly above average. His backups in Justin Bethel. And Cody Davis, also above average. They're both hitting free agency there. They'll have Patrick Chung back from uh, COVID opt-out as long as he doesn't get caught with fucking cocaine again. Uh, back up at Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duger. Uh, Duger was actually switching. Um, he was playing a lot in the secondary in that dime spot. Um, over Adrian Phillips. So I actually should probably have that switched. Um, but for right now, I'm going to leave it. Uh, Terrence Brooks, back up, hitting free agency. Miles Bryant, uh, nothing to really uh, shake a stick at. Corners, Stephon Gilmore, slightly above average. He really dropped in coverage this year. You could actually attack him if he had an elite guy uh, from time to time. Uh, his backup, Juwan Williams, average. Michael Jackson, he he slightly above average. Uh, we move to the other side. Jason McCourty, the uh, usual starter over on that side, uh, is hitting free agency. He was very average this year, backed up by J.C. Jackson. They can let Jason McCourty go and have J.C. Jackson actually move up there, uh, move Jonathan, or possibly move Jonathan Jones uh, out of the slot corner spot into that as well. They can switch. They can rotate. Uh, Jackson and Jones, um, D'Angelo Ross, future reserve at the corner spot. And like I said, we just talked about Jonathan Jones in the slot. Very good. Uh, blue rating it goes blue, green, blue, green, yellow, orange, and red. So top tier guy in Jonathan Jones. 
12 offensive free agents, 11 defensive free agents for a total of 23. The New England Patriots are actually at $68.6 million below the salary cap. So I believe, this is my opinion on this, they tanked the shit out of last year to get all this cap room for this season. This is, of course, before COVID. Actually, after COVID, if you think about it, just told, just had his guys go, eh, just fucking opt out. Just opt out. We'll get good draft picks. Eh, that's how we're going to run it here, guys. I'm Bill Belichick, Hall of Famer. All right, last but certainly not least, we got the New York Jets. Yay, there was much rejoicing. Uh, <laughs> new head coach and Robert Sala. Uh, new offensive coordinator in Michael LaFleur. I would expect them to run a similar offense to, or try to run a similar offense to really what the uh, Packers and San Francisco run, which is a lot, of, you know, it's a run based offense, uh, play action pass. So, um, but we still need to see what's going to happen here at quarterback. Right now, they have Sam Darnold. He rated out as average, which is not good for your quarterback. Uh, backed up by James Morgan. Um, spiced rum, and uh, Joe Flacco is going to be hitting free agency. Uh, Mike White did sign a future reserve contract just uh, after the season ended. At running back, you're going to have you're probably going to see for now, unless they draft a running back or get one in free agency. Lamichael P. Ryan, rated average, like like I said. Got to see what's going to happen here. I would expect free agency to the draft. They're going to bring in another guy. Michael P. Ryan is not going to be your starting running back for the New York Jets, okay? Uh, Frank Gore is hitting free agency. Um, there's no Adam Gase here, so probably more than likely gone. Uh, backups in Ty Johnson and Josh Adams rated above average. And then Pete Guerrero. God, I can't say names. Guerrero, uh, future reserve running back there. Tight ends. What are we going to do with fucking Chris Herndon? Rated at average. Really hit it hard, you know, towards the end of the year. It's just, it's sickening. The guy doesn't do anything all fucking year and then all of a sudden just shows up. He's just like, "Eh, hey guys, I'm here. I'm here. Let's go fucking do it. Yay. I'm Chris Herndon. Uh, Ryan Griffin. Probably. uh, It's going to be interesting. Ryan Griffin got hurt. Um, about the middle point of the year. Let's see what happens there. Daniel Brown, free agent. He's gone. Trevon Wesco, uh, below average tight end, and they'll probably keep him. Ross Travis, free agent. Blah. Connor Davis, future reserve. You're probably still going to see uh, Herndon and Griffin. Herndon, Griffin, and Wesco make it back uh, with, with Connor Davis, of course, if, since he signed that contract. But... Uh, Brown and Travis will be gone. Nothing really here. I mean, if you wanted to take a shot on Chris Herndon in best ball drafts, you could probably get him in you know in between the 15, 20 round uh, markers somewhere in there. So I take a shot on him. I mean, he looks good when he's on the fucking field and he's actually doing something. When they actually incorporate him, he's a pretty good fucking tight end. It's just whether or not they can get him on the field. Not only because of the coaches themselves, but because of Herndon always being fucking hurt. Jesus. 
All right, let's look at the wide receiver positions now. Uh, you got Denzel Mims on the right side, rated slightly above average. Jeff Smith is back up. Uh, actually, didn't play too well or play too bad, I should say, uh, for a, a short time, but he is rated slightly below average. Uh, Lawrence Cager, rookie from last year, uh, rated slightly above average. He's not going to see a sniff a, a starting spot, though, in my opinion. George Campbell, uh, Campbell uh, never saw the field. And then you got two future reserve guys in Josh Malone and Jaleel Scott. They both are not very good. Uh, Brashard Perryman on the other side, he's going to hit free agency. They're going to let him go. Uh, this has been a rumored spot for possibly like a guy like Allen Robinson, maybe, but although Allen Robinson wants to play for a winning team. Uh, so it remains to be seen. Now they could take a shot on Juju Smith Schuster, but whether or not you want to put two slot type guys uh, with him and Crowder together, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. So I think it's either they could convince Allen Robinson, or they're going to have to get it probably uh, a rookie in there. But uh, we'll take a, we'll start taking a little bit more of a look on free agency uh, in the next couple of weeks. Here I'll pull up the list and we'll kind of go through it. Back up, Vincent Smith. Okay, Josh Doxson. COVID opt-out, Josh Doxson needs to quit getting signed. And I would expect Josh Doxson to probably be out. Uh, and then two other future reserve guys in DJ Montgomery and, and uh, Manasseh Bailey. Um, Bailey's okay. Montgomery's all right, but they're not going to be anybody that's going to be worth anything for fantasy. Uh, Slack Eye and Jamison Crowder, of course, rated very well. Braxton Burials, his back up there. Offensive line, left tackle, Makai Becton, very good pick uh, this year. His backup, Chuma Adoga, very good backup. Alex Lewis at left guard, fine. Pat Elfin is hitting free agency. They should probably just resign, go ahead and resign him. Uh, and then Cameron Clark there. Connor McGovern is your starting center, slightly above average rating. Uh, back up in Josh Andrews and James Murray. Uh, Andrews rated below average, but Andrews is actually a pretty good backup, especially at center. Uh, Greg Van, R <laughs> the guy I call Greg Van Rotten, he's at he's the starter at right guard. Uh, Connor McDermott, his backup. Now, we do get Leo Kolamatangi uh, back from the COVID opt-out, so he has a chance to actually compete for that starting spot in there. Um, and then you have George Fant at the right tackle spot. So they do need, they do need to get some depth in a possible starter. Um, it's all going to start looking, you know, from that right side there. Would not be surprised if they go after another tackle to kind of bookend with uh, Becton. Um, but don't hold me to that. Because your line gets your line gets weaker as you move from left to right. Um, they're all still above average. So it's, it's not terrible. It's a good starting spot. But I think they're going to want to get that bookend tackle in there sometime in this draft. Place kicker, Chase McLaughlin. Average Sam Ficken, Sam Ficken, future reserve guy. Oh, Sam Ficken, Sam Ficken, you ain't gonna be fucking kicking for this team. That's what I'm gonna say, Ficken, Ficken, you ain't fucking kicking. 
All right, new defense coordinator, Jeff Albrick. We have a 3-4 defense listed for now. They actually don't have a special teams uh, coach, so maybe you guys want to maybe, you know, fill out an application, get a resume together. You could be a special teams coordinator for the New York Jets. Go ahead. Go do it. Couldn't do any worse than what they have been. All righty, so we start on the left side. Henry Anderson, the starter, he's rated slightly above average. I like Henry Anderson. He'll be fine. Kyle Phillips backing him up. And John Franklin Myers, who actually I think has the best rating in like two years, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not going to go look it up. But uh, Nose tackle, full of run so Fatukasi. Follow Runsu Fatukasi. It's actually still rated in the blue, even though I can't say the fucking name. So he played very, very well. Tanzel Smart, his backup. And then Trevin Coley, who's been a perennial backup. He's hitting free agency. He's rated slightly below average, so I think he's gone. Uh, Quinnen Williams, uh, very good defensive tackle slash defensive end uh, guy. He's manning that right side. His backup, Nathan Shepard, rated slightly below average. And then John Decca is the future reserve defensive end. Let's go to linebackers. And on the weak side, you got Jordan Jenkins. He's going to be hitting free agency. Didn't play too bad back there, but whether or not they're going to spend the money to bring him back is a question. Uh, Frankie Louvu is his backup. Bryce Huff, average. Noah Dawkins, future reserve. Inside linebacker, Blake Cashman, rated slightly above average. So still doing okay. Uh, his backup, Bryce uh, Hager, is a free agent. He is terrible. He is fucking terrible when he's on the field. C.J. Mosley coming back from a COVID opt-out, but, hey, have we actually seen C.J. Mosley play one fucking snap for the Jets since he signed that contract coming over from Baltimore? I don't think so. Maybe two? Maybe two snaps? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the last time C.J. Mosley took a fucking snap. His backup, Neville Hewitt, is going to be a free agent. They should resign him, uh, to be completely honest, just in case Mosley uh, gets hurt again. Uh, Harvey Lange, <coughs> pardon me, a third in line, terrible linebacker. Uh, Patrick Anwasar, uh hitting free agency. He did not see the field. Uh on the strong side, outside linebacker spot, Terrell Basham hitting free agency. They need to actually resign him. Uh, he's pretty decent. Uh, Jabari Sandinga, his backup, terrible. The backups are just horrible from the linebacking core. Uh, Sharif Finch then backs those two up. Free safety, Marcus May hitting free agency. <sighs> Marcus May played very, very well, but whether or not he's going to get the contract that I'm sure he's going to try and demand, um, that's kind of the thing. Um, I would let him test the free agent market because nobody's going to be really going to want to spend uh, the money on him, even though when we get to the Jets, you'll notice you'll know that they have a lot of money available, but why spend all that money on a guy when he's not going to really get that big of a contract probably from another team? Uh, so I would play hardball there. Sorry, I'm a dickhead. Uh, backup Saquon Hampton and JT Hassel never saw the field. That's how good May was actually playing. So uh, Strong safety, Brad McDougal is also a free agent. I would let him fucking walk. Uh, your 
uh, second-year guy in Ashton Davis. Even though he's rated slightly below average, um, you drafted him for a reason, so he needs to be a starter. Uh, Elijah Campbell backing them up, and then Matthias Farley, the perennial backup. Uh, always average, always a free agent. Let's look at the cornerbacks. You got Blasson Austin, or Bless Austin. Uh, he was a guy that we like to attack. He was rated slightly below average. Javelin Kudry behind him. Actually should get a shot uh, at a starting spot, to be honest with this team. Corey Ballantine, uh, very terrible backup. Uh, Bennett Jackson, average backup. On the other side, you got Bryce Hall. He played he played uh, average this year, pretty average this year. Uh, I still liked him better than Austin, to be completely honest with you. Uh, backup author Mollett is a free agent. He was rated below average. Kyron Brown uh, never saw the field. Uh, the other Lamar Jackson, the corner Lamar Jackson, played slightly below average. Um, give him another year. Give him another. Give him an actual full off season. That kid can be pretty decent, at least a do a nickel corner spot. Uh, Zane Lewis, uh, future reserve guy, and then you have Brian Poole, who is going to be a free agent slot corner. Um, he actually played pretty damn well, so they might actually bring him back. Punter, Braden Mann, rated slightly above average. Six offensive free agents, 11 defensive free agents for a total of 17. This is a huge Huge salary cap available, $75.5 million. If I look this up real quick, I believe, I believe they are the highest. No, they are the second highest. They actually dipped. They're actually now at 73.3 if we want the actual. Jacksonville Jaguars actually have $82.6 million in cap space available. That is fucking ridiculous. 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 How many teams do we have below the cap or above the cap? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11. And yes, Steve Renner, your Saints actually are getting worse. <laughs> they're carrying too much cap. They're carrying, they're carrying too much salary. They're way above the cap. Uh, we're still waiting on Drew Brees. See what happens there. But we will be hitting the south. Uh, the south. We will be heading south uh, next week. And then we'll do the west uh, two weeks from now when I actually am on vacation. Uh, but I will keep you covered here. Like I said, if you need copies of these depth charts and anything that comes in the future, uh, just go ahead and DM me on Twitter or Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 or hit me up on Facebook Messenger, Dennis M. Roy. It'll be the guy holding the big uh, drinking glass in the snow. So that's it for this week. That's the last podcast. We are actually, this is podcast 201, so I forgot to even celebrate that we actually had hit the 200 podcast mark uh, with yesterday's episode that I recorded. So, um, thank you to everybody who listens, who subscribes, you know, gets all that stuff. Um, it's greatly appreciated for all the support that you guys do give me. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy your motherfucking weekends. 
get involved. Fantasy baseball. Go play some DFS uh, UFC over at uh, Sports Illustrated. Go, go, subscribe over there. Come on. Help my buddies out. Peace out, everybody.